How many of you have ever heard of the saying called burn the ships? Anybody? I'm sure several of us. Back in 1519, I know, it's a couple days ago, I know, they had <clears throat> this Spanish expedition with this person named, by the name of, I don't know him, you know, I missed that introduction for some reason. I don't know why he didn't introduce himself to me, but, you know, anyways. His name was Hernan, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Cortez. And he was the captain on this ship, and he arrived in Mexico, right? And his, all of his people on his ship, all of his soldiers, all of his, you know, the cooks, everybody on there was just exhausted. Because for some reason, it took like two or three months to cross the ocean. Who's ever been on a ship? It doesn't take that long, does it? Not at all. A couple days, you're in France, you know, hanging out, right? They're exhausted. I didn't get that part either, because I was reading up on, you know, Mr. Um, Cortez, and I didn't get that at all. Like, you know, you eat all the food you want on the ship, who, right? All kinds of food, right? You get that little special cup with the computer chip on the bottom. I don't know why they didn't have the computer chip back then. And you put it underneath the soda thing, and it fills it right up, don't it? Right? I mean, what about the roller coasters? Didn't they have those? I mean, come on. You know, the little surfy thing, you get on, you're like this, you know, or the zip line. I'm sure they had all these things. I don't know why, but all of his men were exhausted to the max. I don't understand for the life of me, like, why they were so exhausted, but they were. And they were defeated. You know, they arrived. And so Mr. Cortez gets a bright idea in his head and says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn all of our ships. I'm going to burn them. Set them on fire. There's no way you can look back and say, oh, if we go into this new land, we can just turn around, get it on our ships and go back home. You know, grab a couple of new supplies and, and we can go back to wherever we came from. Right? He didn't want that as an option. He wanted them to be focused. He wanted them to be laser visioned on what was in front of them because he needed to motivate them. He needed to encourage them. You know, imagine, if you will, the mindset for a second, right? If it didn't come off that ship, you weren't going to see it for years. It's not like they had a shipyard sitting right over there going, hey, we got a new ship brand new. We just built it in the old shipyard. No, there's no new boats. There's no new ships. There's no nothing. So you had to build a shipyard, then build a ship, and it had to be seaworthy. And you had to get all those supplies. It, this wasn't going to happen overnight. So mom and dad, family, loved ones, places they hung out, you know, who likes to hang a cool hangout place? right? You know, places they hung out, places they went, you know, things like that. They weren't ever going to do those things again. So what I'm talking about when I say burn the ships, I'm talking about not looking back, right? By putting all of your attention on what you value most. Who knows that I value exercise the most? Everyone, right? That's my big, huge thing. I love exercise. I exercise in the morning and in the night and in the noon. I know I, I mix those up on purpose. I know. Um, but, <clears throat> right? I exercise 24-7 unless something more important comes along, right? Like organizing my socks. You got to put the green ones with the yellow ones and the red with the black ones or whatever. You know, looking at a blade of grass, seeing how the sun is shining. You know, is the wind blowing outside? All of these things get in my way of exercising or I, I would be the fittest person on the planet. There's no doubt right? 
Sometimes our kids get in the way, right? We plan this huge parties or great giant events, whatever like that, and then our kids get sick. And then we can't go, right? Because something more important, right, Christine and Mike? You know, something more important came up, you know? That's an inside joke with just us, I know. You know, I had this gigantic 50th birthday, and then their kid got sick, and then they couldn't come. A likely story. But anyways, um, no, which brings me to my first part of my text is this isn't the actual text, babe. And babe is my wife over there, you know. I'm like pastor now. I can like look at there and say Michelle or whatever like that. So, hey, pastor. Hey, Michelle. Hey, everybody out there. Love you guys. We miss you so very much. <clears throat> Thank you again to pastor. While I'm speaking of him, I will like jump to that. Thank you so much, pastor, for allowing me to do this. This is amazing. I don't know if you've ever wanted to be up here, but this is amazing to be standing before you and to give God's word, what God's given to me, to you. I just want to thank Pastor. Love you guys so very much. But my story starts in Daniel. There's this king called King Nebuchadnezzar, right? His name's funny enough, but I want to, like, just enlighten you, kind of give you some context of where we're going, how, like, evil, how disgusting, how horrible this king was. He wasn't like Mr. Nice Guy King. He wasn't this great guy. He had a raging temper, okay? So in the second chapter, I'll give you a little, little tiny little bit of a story with, with him before we get to our Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, he had a dream, right? And he, like all kings have dreams back then. I don't know why, but, you know, our leaders nowadays don't have dreams for some reason. But anyways, he calls all of his sorcerers. He calls all of his magicians. He calls all of his astrologers and says, hey, guess what? I want you guys to interpret this dream. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. No problem. He's like, if you don't do it and you get it wrong, I'm going to slice you to pieces and burn your houses to ashes. Cuckoo, cuckoo. I mean, come on, a little drastic, right? I mean, it's just a dream after all. <clears throat> but all the wise men, they're like, oh, we got this. You know, it's kind of like that YouTube videos that you see. You know, who's going to know? No one's going to know. Who's going to know? Because they already planned, like, whatever he says, they're going to all team up together and just agree on whatever the interpretation is that they give. It's just the right one, of course. But King Nebuchadnezzar, he's hype on that. And he goes, guess what, guys? I'm not going to tell you my dream. Not only do you have to, since you agreed to the whole me slicing and dicing and burning your house to ashes, I'm not going to tell you my dream, so you have to tell me my dream, and you also have to interpret my dream. And they go, we can't obviously do that. That's literally impossible. No one can do that, right? So he's like, oh, well then, and starts killing them, right? Obviously, that's not the end of the story, but I just want to give you your mindset set on how rash and how enraged this king gets. So our story starts in Daniel chapter 3, okay? And king Nebuchadnezzar, he builds this 90-foot tall statue. Look, pastor says at the top of this peak up here, it's like 24, 25 feet. Everybody look up there. So more than three times the height of our ceiling, right? That's a tall statue right? He builds this thing, right? <clears throat> and he invites all of the government. So he invites all the senators, all the congressmen, all the mayors, all the governors, all the treasurers. He invites them all. Of course, over the provinces of Babylon is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they're invited too. 
He's like, when I play this awesome symphony, this wonderful music, you guys are all going to bow down and worship this statue I have made. And so, of course, several of all of them are like, okay, so the symphony starts playing, right? He's like, if you don't bow down, I'm going to cast you into the fire furnace. A little drastic there, but okay, you know. <clears throat> Anyways, so they, everyone bows down, except for who? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're like, nah, I'm not doing that today. Probably not ever. Nope, not going to happen. Right? Of course. You know the very first Karen? She was here. Yeah, she was there. She's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> not pastor. Went up to the king. King Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> You are not going to believe this. But there's these three guys over there. I think you know them. They're like, you know, Shadrach and Meshach. And oh, yeah, Abednego. You know those ones. Yeah. You would not believe what they said about your nose and how they don't like the statue at all. And they said they're not going to bow down to anything that you make, period. And they don't even like the gods that you serve because, you know, I don't know why. They don't eat Twinkies in the morning or something weird like that, you know. So this enrages the king right? He's like, oh, bring them before me right now. He says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you don't bow down when the symphony plays, I will throw you into the fiery furnace. So, I wish I could come up with these kind of cool comeback lines, okay? Here's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said in Daniel 3, chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, we have no need to answer you in this matter. <laughs> They're like, I know you think you're the king, but I'm not even going to answer you. There's no need to answer you about this. It's beside the point. He says, this, if this is the case, this is like poking the big, giant, humongous bear with a prottle stick, you know. If this is the case, I dare you to throw me in the fire. Go ahead. Make my day. Kind of like John Wayne or whatever that other Clint Eastwood's kind of thing. He's like... I dare you, if this is the case, go ahead and do it. If this is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able. Can someone say able? God is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. How many of you know that you serve an able God? Can I get an amen? <clears throat> he says, he will. Oh, my goodness. He is able and he will. We're exercising our faith here, okay? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have their faith kind of built up. They said, our God is able, one, and he will deliver us. We know that sometimes in our lives that God is able to do something. He's able to do all things. He created the heavens and earth. He is able. But then we take our step one more faith, I mean one more step, and we say, God will do it right? It says, he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, oh my goodness, that's the third step of faith right there, okay? Yes, God is able. We believe God, you know, can do it. Oh, he will do it. But if not, wow, okay? But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Oh, that's not the biggest, like, gigantic prod. It's like 50 prods kind of sticking into that king. You know he's going to be enraged to the max. 
the key here is but if not we need a but if not in our spiritual walk with God we need a but if not God is able to do the miracle there is power in prayer but if not God will deliver you there um God will deliver you for there is power through prayer there's power in prayer and there's power through prayer but if not I'm going to live for Jesus that's our mindset I'm going to live for Jesus no matter what I'm going to live for him they're saying my decision to follow Jesus is not conditional is he is able yes he will do it yes but if not my devotion to him isn't by his answered prayers I'm not devoted to God because he answers all of my prayers I'm not devoted to God because he gives me blessings that's not what I'm here for I serve God for a different reason there has to be a but if not in our lives we need to be saying I've burned the ships there is nothing to turn back my eyes are focused on Jesus I'm in it to win it when we're walking with God it's all or nothing with God I'm not sitting here yeah I go to church and then you're dragging this leg out here to hang out with your friends from your before church days you know oh this is my Sunday day oh my Sunday leg I mean and it's got God first all the time you know but down over here you know I got I got to hang out with my friends I got to hang out with my buddies you know I got to do whatever I got to do I got to go there I got to do that you know I don't watch the things that I used to watch I don't do the things that I do you know whatever that's what I'm talking about burning the ships there's nothing to turn back to my life before God there's nothing back there because I've burned the ships my eyes are focused on Jesus your will not my will that's what living a life of prayer is all about living a life of prayer I put my trust in you God I put my life and the life of my family in your hands God it's all on you Jesus I give it all to you being in Christ being in Christ and allowing keyword allowing Christ in you oh there's some self-will here how many of you know you have a will of your own you can make up your own decisions you have to allow God inside you can be in Christ you can come to church every single Sunday you can be involved in all that kind of fun stuff that's all awesome we appreciate that that's fantastic but you have to allow God in you Christ needs to live through you what are you talking about Vince God living through you he you every single one of you myself you are the messenger you are the messenger of Christ it's through you that others see him it's through you that others see peace it's through you that others see his authority in your life oh I don't walk that I don't do that anymore you know Bob um I don't go to those places anymore Bob and you know that's just not cool with me anymore I don't I don't go that way maybe you should come to one C church they got a new experience there for you I don't know if you've been there before but maybe you should come with me one Sunday and you can experience God in a new way 
Come on. There's a new anointing. God, they can see your anointing through you. God, they can see God's grace through you. Has anyone given someone grace before? Where they were totally in 100% wrong. But you looked them straight in the eye and said, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. What I did was wrong, it wasn't wrong. But you take it in, you give grace to them. You don't know what they're going through. God's grace is showing through you. God's mercy is showing through you. It's through you. Only because we allow Christ to be in you. Only because of that. Because you've allowed Christ in you so he can now work through you. There is power in prayer. How many, how many say that real quick? There is power in prayer because you've burned the ships to your past. There is power through prayer because you've burned the ships to your past. It's through our faith. Can everyone say that? It's through our faith. It's through our faith in Christ that miracles happen. Right? We need to burn the ships to our old ways of doing things. You know, do you see those two over there? Yeah, I see them. You know they're talking about me. Yeah, I know. That's all they do is gossip about you, Vince. I know. Because I am the center of the universe. I don't know if you all know that, but you know I am. And everybody talks about me. I know. I see you over there. Yeah, you were talking about me. Uh, I know. Yeah. I don't know why you're doing it, but you know, I don't know what you're saying. But we need to get rid of that and burn our ships to the old ways we used to do things. Our old way of thinking, you know, oh, Vance, why are you up there speaking? Why are you in any kind of leadership? I know what you did yesterday. I know what you did last week. I know what you did the week before that. I know. Why are you up here? Come on. You need to get rid of that old way of thinking and burn the ships. Because there is power in being fully committed to the power of prayer. I'll repeat that. There is power and being fully committed to the power of prayer. I'm all in, God. There's power in that. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they burned their ships a long time ago. That's why they could go to that third level of faith and say, but if not, God, if you answer my prayers, thank you, Jesus. I knew you were going to do it. I, was, I know you're able. I know you will deliver me. But if not, oh, it's, it's but if not. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he, of course, turn up the furnace seven times hotter. As if the first time you weren't going to burn alive, now it's seven times hotter. A little irrational again, but anyways, so seven times hotter. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they're politicians. They, like, run parts of the government. He says, give me some mighty men of valor. So some Conan the Barbarian guys come out there. Gruff, 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 gruff. Yes. You know, does he need those guys? No. You're talking to some politicians. Some regular soldiers could have took care of them. But anyways, he says, bind them up. Bind their hands, bind their feet, bind them totally up. How many times have you gone through something that's got you bound? You can't take your next step towards God because you are bound up, right? 
You, you want to move forward in God, but you're bound. You're, you're shackled, okay? <clears throat> the story goes that the mighty, men of war, um, the mighty men of valor took them, bound them up, and tried to throw them into the fiery pit. But the flames were so hot, so consumed with heat, that they themselves burnt up and were killed. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell into the fiery furnace and were not harmed in the least. And they stood up in the fiery furnace. How many of us want to stand up in our own fiery furnace? They stood up in the fiery furnace and walked through the flames with God. We need to stand up in our own fires. Oh, I got this problem. Stand up in your fire. I got this situation over here, Vince. Stand up in your flames. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Jesus said, um, yes, you've burned the ships. Now you need to stand up in your fire. When the devil attacks your walk with God, Stand up in prayer. When the devil attacks your job, stand up in prayer. When the devil attacks your health, stand up in prayer. When he attacks your wealth or your finances, stand up in prayer. Are you still going to be going through things? Yes, you're standing in your flames. Of course you're going through things, right? Um, you're not out of the flames. You're standing up in your flames. Yes, I'm going through some things, Vince, but guess what? I'm serving God anyways. I'm walking forward. I'm, I got my tunnel vision. I'm walking forward uh, like those horses at the horse races. They put those little goggles on so they don't see anything else but the finish line in front of them. You got that same kind of tunnel vision. You're walking forward. I'm, I'm in my flames, Vince, but I stood up. Stand up in your flames. Stand up in your fire and allow God to work. Here goes. Here goes. Allow, allow God to work through your flames. Oh, come on now. Allow God to work through your flames. We pray in Jesus' name sometimes. You know, we should pray in Jesus' name all the time. But, but I'm just saying here for a story conference. <clears throat> we pray in Jesus' name name but when it comes to God walking through our flames we're like Lord in Jesus name take care of this situation got my doubt back I got my fear back I got my bondage back hey God what are you doing here oh you're here to walk through my flames with me uh, I got this I already prayed in Jesus name I, I, I don't know what you're doing here but I prayed in Jesus name over there did you see did you just see me you know, all these things were laying on the ground. I had to pick them back up because I got this. I got this. Vince, you know, I got this. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we don't burn the ships before we stand up in our fire. We have to burn the ships and put those things, our doubt, our fear, whatever it is. We burn those ships and put them behind us. And then we stand up in our flames. We stand up in our problems. And God's going to walk through the flames. So I challenge you. And I ask you. To ask yourself a question. Have you burned the ships. To your past. That the devil holds on you. Hey Vince. I know what you did last night. You know it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah I know. Yeah I know what you did. I know what you did last week when you were out with John and Heather. Yeah, I know what you did. Yeah. 
The devil will always attack you, coming against you. Always. That's not God. That's the devil attacking you, trying to eat away at you. Because he keeps on bringing up your past. Well, events that happened four seconds ago, four seconds ago in my past, ago in my past, I'm walking forward with Jesus. I got my vision focused on God. The ships are burnt. That's behind me. But then she just did it 10 minutes ago. Yeah, 10 minutes ago. It's behind me. It's in my past. I've cut the ties. They're not holding on to me. I'm not dragging them around anymore. Come on. I'm not dragging them around. I burned the ships to your past. Have you burned the ships to your negative thinking? How many of you are like me? You sit in the mirror or you don't sit in the mirror. I don't do that. But you like talk to yourself. Vince, come on. You can do better. You know, why do you weigh so much? I'm not really that fat, but you know, I think I am. But anyways, you know, come on. Vince, you can do better. Why aren't you doing this in your career? You're this years old and you don't have this kind of career. You're only, you, what's going on? What's holding you back, Vince? What are you doing? You can do better. Who does that? All of us. We beat up ourselves and our thinking more so than anyone around us ever comes at us because we attack ourselves. We have to burn the ships and cut the ties to the thinking. Are you willing to say, but if not, Lord, I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for my son to be healed. They have cancer. It's stage four, God. I want, but if not, that's big. Who's lost a loved one and you've prayed for them? It's big. But if not, but if not, I'm still with you, Jesus. I know they're gone, God. But if not, I'm still with you. I'm never going to leave you. There's a new life. When you burn the ships to your past, there's a fresh anointing when you stand up in the flames of your prayers. There's a freedom. There's a freedom from bitterness, from enviness, from anxiousness. When you allow God to walk through your flames. No one can do it for you. Pastor can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. Your moms and dads, your loved ones, they can't burn the ships for you. So will you light a match? Will you leave the past? Will you cut the ties? We burn the ships and don't look back. God wants you. He wants you to step into a new day. He wants you to step into a new day with him. Will you step into a new day with Jesus? God bless you.